Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, I'm Bex. And I'm Laura. And we're here to talk openly and honestly about miscarriage, stillbirth, and all pregnancy loss. We aim to smash the taboo surrounding these subjects. And rebuild the topic in a way to support and educate women. Rather than isolate and shame them. Welcome to the worst girl gang ever. Hello and welcome to this special episode of the worst girl gang ever. It's just me, I'm afraid. Not throughout the whole episode, but just like this little introduction bit. Because Bex, unfortunately, along with most of her family, is poorly with bloody COVID. So tomorrow, on the 19th of July, it is our one-year anniversary from the very first episode that we released. I personally cannot believe it's only been a year. It feels like bloody forever. But then it also, you know, weirdly feels like it was only yesterday. But yeah, crazy, isn't it? Crazy. So we thought we'd share with you some of our favourite bits of the last series, of the last series, the last year. And we asked you guys what you thought were the best bits too. So coming up first is the introduction to our very first episode. And we've added in a little bit of singing for you. And we've always joked about how much we enjoy singing on the podcast. But when I was putting this together, I realised it's not, it's not we. We don't enjoy singing on the podcast. Bex, she is the one who does all the singing. And here is the evidence for you. Hi everyone, welcome to our first podcast ever. This is all new to us, so please bear with us in case we have any technical glitches. Uh, We've both got headsets now, which we've found very beneficial, and we look like Britney Spears, which is a bonus. Hit me baby one more time. (laughs) I created a monster because nobody wants to see Marsha no more. They won't shady, but blah, 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 blah. Let's get down to business. Mulan, Mulan, yes. Yeah. To defeat Feet the Huns, Huns. Yes. Yes. daughters. Welcome wherever you are. So here we are. The oh end God. is near. Here she goes. Da, 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 the final. <laughs> did you enjoy that? I bet you did. So if you're new around here, I guess we'd better tell you a little bit about us and how this podcast was created in the first place. So here we are. Here's a little bit about our stories and how we met. And then after that, we'll go into the best bits. It all started when I saw your post on Facebook. um, Yes. Telling the world about your story of what had happened to you during lockdown. During lockdown, I I found out I was pregnant uh, and I'd fallen pregnant just two days before lockdown started. That whole, so the first 12 weeks of our pregnancy was during lockdown and our 12-week scan, I had to go on my own because of the, um, obviously COVID in in the hospital. And when I went in and lay down, the lady started uh, scanning me. And from the picture, 
and from her face I knew pretty instantly that things weren't okay um, but even still the words will be I, I don't know if they'll ever go but it, the the words of um, have you had any pain or bleeding Rebecca were just it's just absolutely agonizing words to hear and you know that that all that hoping and dreaming and all the stories that you've started weaving into your lives is come to an end and I just had this overwhelming feeling when I got home of I just didn't want anyone else to feel so lonely and so embarrassed almost, you know, and so ashamed and this, this whole ethos of, of it being your fault. Hate that whole thing surrounding that. I hated. So yeah. I wrote about it and I, I posted it on a Facebook, public Facebook forum and the support was insane. Like, it's I've amazing never... the response that you got because it just shows that there is a gap there that needs to be yeah, filled. People absolutely. need to be brought together and to be able to talk about their experiences. And that's where I found you on yeah. that group. Um, you did a did a Facebook Live one evening and yeah. I watched it and I just thought, crikey, she's got some balls. She's speaking <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were you were really passionate and you spoke with like a, a real positive tone it, you sounded like you wanted to make a difference and and do do good things for this community and I just thought I've been banging on about this for years trying to get people to to do this and mm. I saw you and I thought yeah she's a go-getter I could head into battle with her we can we can do some good we can make make a difference 25 percent of pregnancies end in miscarriage and yeah. why can't we talk about it because along with this crap term miscarriage which in itself implies it's your fault because you've carried it wrong in that term is this flipping staggering number of emotions you've got you know shame massive massive shame you've got isolation you've got loneliness you've got guilt you've got anger you've got jealousy all these ugly horrible as you say the ugly feelings that are within this topic and we're ignoring them because it's more convenient for us to do that to talk about it it's awkward to talk about it so we're burying them and what happens what happens when you bury shit ptsd ongoing mental trauma for you and this this is what we need to end we need to end because we're amazing women and we can end this but this is no shame in it we need to speak out about it yeah we absolutely do because it's not a woman's problem it's a problem and and just by ignoring it is not making it go away is this is not going anywhere so if it's not going anywhere why are we not learning to deal with it properly why are we not opening up this conversation like I said I've been trying to sort of speak out about it and open the dialogue for some years now our journey started way back it seems like such a long time ago back in 2012 it took us a little while to fall pregnant and And when we did, we had two miscarriages back to back. And then later on that year, I had a missed miscarriage and I had an operation Mm. um, to remove the products, as they're called. That was sent off for testing and the testing came back that it was a molar pregnancy. In 2016, we had another two miscarriages back to back. Yeah. Then I had the repair of the heart shaped womb. So then after that was done... I then was given the all clear to start trying again. Okay. But had another loss. And they said to me, you know, this this should work, blah, blah, blah. It didn't work. And then I was like, right, what now? I inquired about seeing this magician. We'll call him magician. Magic Mike. (laughs) Magic Mike. That would have been nice. Oh dear, if he's listening to this. Nice end to the journey. Got the referral to Magic Mike and then realised I had a six-month wait on my hands and started looking into adoption because I was trying to prepare myself for it not working. 
six months of waiting and you had an ectopic pregnancy. Yeah, this was my seventh loss, the seventh time in the same room with the same staff. And then they knew me pretty well by now. Mm. So they were pretty devastated for me. Yeah. And I just thought not only have I lost it, but now I risk losing a tube as well. Then they came and they said, we need to operate. They have to take all of the affected area. So by this point, I'd had two DNCs for miscarriages. I'd had the septum removed Mm. and now I was having my left tube taken out and that corner of the uterus as well so my ute is a bit of a patchwork yeah I'm afraid it was a couple of months see magic Mike did the test tests came back showed something and it's very complex but they took a shed load of blood a shed load yes wow that's 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 a technical term yeah (laughs) I've heard that thrown around all the time in hospitals yeah we're going to take a shed load from this one So autoimmune issues are basically, as I understand it, your body has an overactive immune system. So mm-hmm. it fights off foreign objects. And Including a baby. Yeah, that's the real basic way of putting it. It just rejects the baby. Mm. So that's how it all came about. That is how the worst girl gang ever was created. But anyway, enough about us. Let's move on to talking about you guys. Because let's face it, It's you guys and your stories that make this podcast. And we are so grateful for everyone's input over the last year. There's been so much laughter, believe it or not. Lots of tears, but an awful lot of laughter. And that is what it's all about. Just because we've been through this shit, we've been to hell and back, doesn't mean we're not human. We need laughter. God, it's so important. Anyway, I shan't ramble on anymore. Here we are. Let's share some of our best bits from the last series. Enjoy. It's just so refreshing to hear people talking real talk. And and I've been to lots of support groups. And I'll be honest, the reason that I wanted this football team after Emily said it, you know, I thought it's a good idea because I've gone to these groups and I thought this is just not for me because they're not... saying words like fucking shit this is shit shit. they say you know things that airy fairy and and it's not my cup of tea but that's exactly what i have heard of you guys is it's like yeah and And laura's still yet to drop the c-bomb she's not let me say the c-bomb yet no it's not happening i mean you you'd love our whatsapp group the (laughs) c-bomb is dropped And so now I'm experiencing all sorts of menopausal symptoms on top. Such as? So I have hot flushes, my skin, my hair started to kind of disappear. But I think the worst symptom yet has got to be having to text my husband and get him to bring me home a tube of Vagisil. Oh my God. What is with that as well? Why do they call it that? It's horrendous. I don't know, whoever invented it, like Mr. Smith's cream or whatever. Mrs. Smith's cream. Why does it have to be called Vagisil? Exactly. And do you know, everything in that area has got the word vag in it. <laughs> like. And like, anusol. As if your issues aren't embarrassing enough, but then you have to go into the chemist. Yeah. Oh, dear. That's, yeah. that's Hello, Barbara. Have you got any anusol? <laughs> No, but I've got two for one on Vagisil this week. Oh, lovely. <laughs> and Femfresh. And that's it, isn't it? Everything's so descriptive. Yeah. 
So oh, no, I don't it. think Femfresh is too bad. Oh, come on. No. Femfresh maybe may as well be called Vagfresh. It does, though, doesn't it? It not, makes you it? think. If you were to go and buy a tube of Femfresh, I would instantly, like, if I saw that in your shower, I think, oh, she's got a she's smell. Got smell yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. like. Feddos, feddos. <laughs> it's so grim. So it grim. is so grim. That's a really rubbish place to be, isn't it? The obsessing and tracking. It's miserable. It just ruins. It ruins your life. Like that is that is no. That's not an understatement, is it? It enters all of your thoughts, your dreams. It ruins your sex life. It ruins your conversation. It ruins your capabilities of concentrating on anything. It's just there, going. All yeah. the time, all the time. And then you ju- you become this fucking weirdo that you don't recognise, like scraping banana skins off fucking six-hour-old pregnancy tests going, oh, I still, oh, there might be a line now. You're forgetting the wing in shot glasses and leaving them in public toilets, Bex. Winging into shot glasses and leaving them in public <laughs> toilets. I mean, you've got to look at yourself sometimes and be, what have I become? Because someone found that shot glass full of piss. What ha- What changed? <laughs> Between buying a bottle mm. of, I can't leave some alpine alcohol and with its own <laughs> shot glasses, what happened to that girl? <laughs> and then she's using them for piss. It's just so hard to let it go, isn't it? It's, yeah, yeah, it really is. It's really, really tough not to hate your body for, like you say, not being able to do. There's, as far as I'm concerned, it, the one thing I was put on this earth to do is have children to procreate and all the time it wasn't working I just just felt less of a woman and I I just hated myself for 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 failing at that and you're right there'll be so many people listening to this who who do feel the same and it is it's tough. I talked to my bump every night for like two weeks when the babies were still in there before I miscarried them because there was that two week wait. Yeah. I was, I was distraught. Like there were many times that I had a breakdown about my body and hating my body and why they, you know, like they, my body's failed these babies and now it just won't let them go. And I need I need to get back to being me and be myself again. Yeah. I still felt so pregnant. And I, I talked to my bump. I was like, it's time for you to go now. Like, you need to leave, mm. mommy. That's really emotional. And it's really funny that you should say that because initially I felt the same about my body. And I was like, for goodness sake, like, how could you let me get here? And then when I was in the hospital, my mum sent me a text message. And she said, just tell your beautiful, brave body it's okay to let go now and I can remember that completely spun it on its head for me because I was like my amazing body has just held on to this baby because my body's so desperate to be a mum again it's just held on to this baby it's not my body's fault one of my midwives one of my community wives she said to me because I spoke they they phoned me to check up on me after I'd had the actual miscarriage and she said to me because I was like I just, I'm so scared to be pregnant again because I don't want to ever go through this again. But I'm so desperate to be pregnant because I feel so empty. She said, just realise that this time your body was so desperate to have these babies that it held on to them. If you can take anything away from this, your body wanted those babies to survive. Learn to love your body again because I was like so angry about my body letting me down. 
I think that's I think that's a really important thing for anyone out there who's really angry with their body. Because when I got home after it happened, I was so mad that I just got really drunk, like stupid drunk, because I just thought, fuck it. There's no point. It was like a self-destruct thing. Mm. Just like, what's the point? What's the point in you, stupid body? You can't even do what you're supposed to be bloody here for. And you just like, it's like a, a self-punishment thing. And it was after my mum, I had a chat, really lovely chat with my mum about that whole, you know, your body is so brave and, and it just wanted to hold on that I really started being able to like love my body again and love the fact that it did, it was trying to do what was, what it wanted to do for the, for that baby, but it couldn't. And that's not my fault. That's not my body's fault. And it's the same for you. You know, your body was desperately trying to, to hold on. We're a bunch of badass bitches. Absolutely. Absolutely. For sure. Rock and roll. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> so how can people tell us, tell everyone how they can find you and support you and, and love you and stuff? And love me. Oh, I love that. Straight yeah. my hair and tell me I'm a princess. Mm. <laughs> um, I so can't. On, COVID. That's it. That's it. Okay. Well, after COVID. <laughs> Yeah, we don't really refer to ourselves boy gang though. No, it sounds a bit. We don't really refer to ourselves as boys either. The worst bloke. Man gang. Man gang. Man gang. So that sounds also. Man gang. It all sounds a bit. All sounds a bit sexual, doesn't it? It does. Worst bunch of blokes ever. Yeah, whatever. Worst bunch of blokes. I like that. That's actually one thing that Emily told us that you haven't mentioned. Is that you? Oh, yeah. You've been going around your local area, you know, someone's a bit of a big boots in your area now, aren't they? Someone's a celebrity. The she's such a knob. I'm so annoyed. <laughs> Actually, I, she said I, you're I a knob. <laughs> yeah. I literally said in passing that I the, 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 the local radio station wanted to talk to me again. And because I said oh, it again. Oh, again. Oh, darling. Oh, okay. oh, oh I see again. Yeah, so she, she's telling everyone I think I'm a big a big name around town. I'm in this fucking true. I'm, I'm a legend. People people all know me. People know me with your gang gang bang girl man girl man boy gang bang. Yeah, my players listen to this and they hear that I've described it as a gang bang. <laughs> some people might not get in touch. <laughs> yeah, some, you might get some really you know really keen people getting in touch. <laughs> Yeah, just finding us going, yeah, um, sorry, which way do I go for the gangbang? <laughs> but anyway, oh, I feel Sam, like this is going into you. the gutter. Thank no, you so much. It's been lovely chatting to you. Sam the ledge. Big dog. Sam the big dog. Let's put that in somewhere. Sam the Salisbury big dog. <laughs> I'll take that. Sam the Sam. Oh, big dog Sam. Oh, and cervical mucus. Don't forget the cervical mucus. Oh, <laughs> do you want to know? Do you want to know a really? Um, do you want to know a really funny story that may what, or may about not your make egg white it? cervical mucus? About my cervical mucus. Okay, so <laughs> we're we're trying again for a baby, and for a baby, as if I need to say that. We try again, and we went camping a couple of weeks ago, right? And I thought to myself, I'm pretty sure it's around now that this is. So I went into the tent. And quickly checked my cervical mucus. <laughs> and then I realised, and I did it out of sight of, like the door was open, but out of sight of obviously everything. Quick check. I was like, oh, okay, this looks like favourable cervical mucus. Yeah, we can work with this. And I know I turned around. 
and the door behind me was open as well. Oh, no. <laughs> so, just the fly screen shut, and it's like the whole campsite behind us while I'm <laughs> watching me from the back. You're a classy chick, Bex. <laughs> Check my cervical mucus. <laughs> oh, no. oh man! Oh, I mean, dude. write in on a postcard if you got a worse one. <laughs> I'm so fascinated by this. Like, how do you go about finding a, a, a surrogate? It, what? What? How do you say it? Surrogate? Is she a surrogate lady? What? What phrase? <laughs> correct Just, pronoun yeah, for this person? I, yeah. So, I mean, Gina is the. <laughs> It's my Gina. Surrogate. Okay, sorry, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they have names, yeah, realise. Yeah, uh, so I guess surrogate, finding a surrogate would be, yeah, would be what you'd say. Um, the correct term. Yeah, yeah. When I started to feel a little bit more, like, confident that I, about the sort of the whole process, which was probably, like, the following summer, because at this point I knew Elton John had done it and I knew that Phoebe from Friends did it for her, like, brother. Yes. So, and that was my... I mean, that you was, don't need anything mine. more than that, do you? <laughs> so Elton like, yeah, John's done totally it possible. in Phoebe from Friends. Totally fine. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can definitely do it then. Um, yeah. But, so, so, yeah, I had absolutely no idea... But yeah, my, my husband's been hugely supportive of everything that I've wanted to do in, in Teddy's name. He's been really big with the fundraising um, over the years that we've done it. Him and 10 of his mates cycled down France and up Mount Ventoux in 2018. And they raised 30 grand for the neonatal unit just doing that. Mm. So he's really like... An excuse for a jolly with the lads. Hey. I, said, I said, this is a glorified rugby tour or something. I know what is going on here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's, he, that's how he kind of, how he kind of deals with it. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's the type of person would say, right, okay, well, we're going to do this. We're going to do Practical. that. Practical. Really doers, aren't they? What can yeah, I do? Yeah. Yeah, what can I do? We all like the happy ending. And the thing is, is that when we all we ever hear is fairy tales and tales yeah. of redemption, it doesn't make any space for tales of survival. Uh-huh. And when you're in this, as we all know, when you're in the, the darkness and the despair of pregnancy loss, infertility, fertility issues, the only way that out that is presented to you is having a baby, you know, a live birth, yeah. taking your take home baby. And so for me, I was going, well, when you're in it, going, well, what happens if I don't? Yeah, like, yeah. do people get through this? Because you only ever hear about the stories of people who do, you know, we love the myth of the persistent patient, you know, the person who they've been trying for 17 years and had 15 IVF cycles and she had blocked tubes and he had one ball and a low sperm count. And they stopped <laughs> trying and went on the adoption list and went on holiday and got drunk and she snorted some oregano and licked it towards us. And, oh, my God, they have quadruplets. Yeah. Never give up. Drank a bit of unicorn piss. Bob's your oh, uncle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, absolutely. Got to love the uh, the unicorn piss. That's such an interesting point, isn't it? Because I think we we grow up, It's I'm going to say it again because I believe strongly in it, with unrealistic expectations. Yes. And I think this whole thing is about managing expectations and you're right there is no place in any narrative of fertility and struggle for someone who doesn't end up having children God. Like you you go through IVF and every time you feel like a failure and I think for me it 
it almost made it worse because before we started treatment the first time I met a consultant from a different clinic whose words were that because it was my fallopian tubes that, the, that were the issue and we were doing ICSI which um, is the, the form of IVF they use when there's sperm issues it, he said that it should be really straightforward there is no reason why I wouldn't get pregnant first time and his word for word was that we are a clinic's wet dream and I clung on to that so much that I was like it's gonna actually use gonna that work. expression actually use that expression I was a oh, clinic's wet dream um my. so you know um <laughs> Rather, rather strange, <laughs> strange thing to you say. You changed so clinics, weird. right? Uh, we didn't go with that clinic, funny <laughs> enough. No. Um, yeah, so no. essentially, like, I don't, does anyone know what a turkey baster is? But, you know, you say it, you just, I've never really, I probably have seen one. But anyway, but like, they get the sperm and they put it in you at the right time when you're ovulating um, because they've been scanning you. And I think I did medicated I'm pretty sure it feels like a long time ago now um so they that you have lots of scans and things so they know exactly when you're ovulating and I think I was medicated and then they put the sperm in you at the right time so it gives like the optimum chance of it happening so to speak naturally so it's literally just like a uh you're awake and then it's a quick squirt yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like sex. They find the but right less stressful. <laughs> a More little light. bit faster. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like they kind of they get it in the right place in you, and then yeah, exactly. Okay. So um, there's not a lot of satisfaction going. No, on, I'll be honest. <laughs> no, no orgasms then. No, that, that would have made it for. You should have Either pretended. Way, really. <laughs> oh my god, how awkward Can is you that? Imagine? Stop it. Sorry. Oh, I, no, I don't want to do it again. But I Are always you allowed to have sex at the same time, like in that cycle? What, not, during the process? No, not at the same, same time. Oh, I God. think that's frowned upon. We're going into the gutter, awkward. girls. Or voyeurism. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, we are super lucky to be joined here this evening by not just one, but two people. We've got our first couple. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Woo, woo, woo. It Thanks is for having Reece- us. Oh, no problem at all. It's Reese and Layla from the Heavy Mental podcast. Now, it is anyway. lovely to have you guys here in our um, very fancy studio because we have been, we've been pals, haven't we, for a while now. You guys sort of yeah. reached out to us when you first went through what we're just about to talk about, but you weren't ready to, to chat about it quite yeah. then. But you are now and we yeah. are so pleased to have you. So, Thank you so much. It's, it's awesome. I, I think that the work that you do is, is amazing. Yeah. And um, now you're award winners as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, this is actually, this is our first podcast recording since the big day. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it, but also it's weird because Laura, you reached out and I think I didn't know that you had. And um, so I was following you before I realized that you knew who we were. So it's really like, and I remember Laura and I had a conversation. I said, oh, these guys are really cool. I've listened to some of their podcasts. And Laura's like, oh, yeah, they they follow us. They know who we are. And I was like, oh, <laughs> get them on. <laughs> like, really, real fangirl about it. So fancy a collaboration. Yeah. It's nice. It's like chatting to old pals. Old pals yeah, I've never met. It's lovely to finally, like, have a, I was going to say in person, but as close as in person as we can have at the moment. Yeah. Um, it. it's, it's really cool to speak to you both. Even with this book, I mean, I went to a shop in a, a seaside town near where I live, Walton on the Nays. No offence to any, Walton on the Nays, I love it, absolutely love it. I went into a bookshop there 
and I was looking around there's some beautiful books I bought loads for my son and then I kind of did like something that I'd never done before and I was like I've actually written a book um I'd love to see it in your shop and she was and she was like oh let me have a look and she looked on the database and she was like oh no we don't have that sort of thing in in the in this town and I was like oh what do you mean and she's like well you know Oh, oh, IVF and, and things like that. And I was just thinking, what? that is that is what's wrong with the world. Because oh, my God. You're an old lady, no offence, but you don't know. No yeah. one's told you. No yeah. And it's the generational thing. So wow. she's obviously embarrassed that anyone would have used any sort of different con- like conception to have their baby. And I was so annoyed slash kind of validated with what I'm trying to yeah. say mm. and what I'm trying to fight for is that, that's the problem you won't yeah. have it in your shop because you think that that is but it's like one in I think it's like one in seven or one that have fertility issues so mm-hmm. that means that you know out of the seaside town of Walton Lakes, there's going to be lots of people that have either struggled to have children have had to use a different assisted conception yeah. or can't have children at all when we've had to go down a different route and I, I, it kind of annoyed me, really. And I'm she was sure like, maybe try in London. She said, London, try London. <laughs> oh, yes, so everyone goes to London to, like... To buy their books about... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, that's, yeah. This is what we need to work on. But when you talk to children about anything to do with this or racism or homosexuality, mm. they accept it. Mm. They go... All right. Okay, cool. So children yeah. are not born with prejudice and they are not born with shame and they are not born with all of these things. That 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 is learnt behaviour. And yeah. if you learn a behaviour, you can unlearn it. And all you need to do is have the open mindedness and the willingness to educate yourselves. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And a, a bookshop that's, that's local to you that sells the book. That's not <laughs> Walt, Walton on Dick. What's it called? <laughs> Sorry, anyone I mean, who lives. It's a nice place. Sorry, it's a nice place. Dick. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, but you didn't arrive in your ball gown. I know. So I, know. I seem to remember the messages beforehand specifically stated that it was a ball gown or no deal. It's funny so. you say that. I got my wedding dress out the wardrobe not long ago, and I was looking at it, and then I was thinking, hmm. I don't even think I'll get it over oh, my eye now. <laughs> I would have, that would have made me laugh. So Laura turned up one day in a fascinator for, Amazing. for a podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did. Amazing. Yeah. Love it. And so, yeah, I have uterus to Delphus. So I have um, a double womb, double vagina. And so having him or getting pregnant with him and maintaining a pregnancy was so difficult for me for years. So um, what's that called? I've never heard of that. I know. So there's a thing called bicornet uterus, which yeah, is Yeah, I had that. Do you? Yeah, I used to. Really? So is that the yeah, heart like uterus thing? Like a t- septum that divided yeah. the uterus in two, yeah. Yeah, septum that So I've got that. So I've got two cervix and two women. I always say it's like your face. I was trying to describe this. And I said it to my gynecologist and he was laughing. So I kind of see it like my wombs are kind of like my eyes. And then I have a septum. <laughs> That goes down to my, so vulva on the outside, which you say is here. And these are my two vaginas. <laughs> when um, Eve, like, Eve is pointing at her nostrils, I should um, probably say now. Her <laughs> vagina, her vaginary nostrils. <laughs> you know, I remember I said it to my mum. My mum was like, Eve, that's a disgusting way to describe it. But actually, 
when I've done stuff with uh, like gynecologists and things where I've talked about, you know, what, what it is, actually people have kind of, because it, it's been a way of them trying to, to see it kind of visually. So, yeah, yeah I've got uh, the, you know, the two womb, the septum, yeah, and the, the double vagina. And basically I just don't have enough room, as it's been told in kind of real layman's terms, for mm. for a pregnancy to grow, you know, uh, full term. So Joe, as was described by... Uh, many a doctor when I got to about 38 weeks which was like some kind of thing they'd never even seen before um you know was my miracle baby really um so yeah how do you this is uh, like a a really abrupt and open question that you don't have to answer but how do you choose which vagina to use well you don't but you can tell the difference can you (laughs) I'm so fascinated by this I know you can tell a difference. So it's my left hand womb, which is the bigger womb, and that seems to be the vagina that has uh, more access, shall we say? Um, and yes, yeah, so when I was pregnant with Joe, I wasn't allowed to have sex in case. Um, well, in I- any of your vaginas, sorry, either. Vaginas. In case another yeah. baby grew in the other uterus. In case another baby grew, but it gets very difficult. You know, two vaginas. You know, condoms get stuck in one, and you know, much of which one has gone in. And you know, when I was having smears before they found out that <laughs> oh I had this. Gosh. I was having all kinds of inconclusive smears because they're obviously going in one way and going in another and not realising it. And I just remember that we were both incredibly stressed because of circumstantially, like you said, with a new new relationship, but we both knew that we were going to be in it for the long haul. Like very, It was one of those meetings that you hear about when instantly we clicked. And because we'd spoken so much very openly before we'd met, it was like I knew Layla for years and years even before yeah. me. So there was that instant, like really strong bond. And then going through something like this, um, it strengthened that bond, but even more so. But I do remember just that entire period being very hectic and stressful. And um yeah, we we um I think you didn't know how to help me, did you? No what to do with me. No. And we're still getting to know each other. So yeah, yeah. So, going through this and you're you're feeling your way trying not to say anything that's insensitive and I'm feeling my way trying to trying to be a new girlfriend in a new relationship and oh, it's and a wild minefield if even when you've been with someone for years let alone yeah. when you're still getting to know each other and yeah. wearing adult nappies exactly yeah. <laughs> exactly I was like take me to Tesco I'm gonna wear an adult nappy tonight I don't get that I think you said to me that I, I looked like Kim Kardashian when I was wearing <laughs> Oh my gosh. I was like, you are lucky that you're funny because you're a keeper. Yes. (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. So the the reason that I know about gratitude in the first place is because I have I have really sort of lost. I've gone through a really um challenging time trying to start a family with my husband. Um so I've been I've been there and I I know that kind of that grief and how that can really sort of take over and I used to call them when I um we had a a daughter that um died in in childbirth in 2013 and life was really um yeah and I and I know that it's it's lovely to talk to you actually because I've I've spoken to lots of people about this time in my life but perhaps no one that understands maybe as much Mm. as as you probably do so I've been I've kind of been in that darker side of life where things are really really um yeah challenging and I call them 
crumbs of joy basically when I was in those sort of that dark chapter of my life I used to try my hardest just to find the smallest positive whatever that crumb of joy was I just made sure that I acknowledged it Mm. and it could just be something really small a slightly better day or um, some fresh air a nice walk um something a nice cup of coffee whatever that tiny thing was that made me smile I really held on to it and I was grateful for it and um, a few of those small joys in a day can really add up so Mm. I guess just yeah noticing those small things and if you know what can make you happy just try and encourage a few more of those things into your into your day or your week it can really make a difference special like that was so magical yeah. must have there must have been something really poignant about what happened in that moment because that for us as far as we are aware has never ever ever happened again it just as the time went on it must have just gained significance as yeah. you say and yeah. then something that you maybe didn't write off but you as you said earlier you thought oh lucky us you know wham yeah. bam thank you we're ma'am go for it hey yeah. swing from this. the chandeliers yeah <laughs> and then and then you wake up surrounded by chandeliers blood. rather than chandeliers. Yeah, because I'm from I'm from a Just very posh. posh area. Does yeah. anyone call them chandeliers? Yeah, me. <laughs> God, wow, you are posh. <laughs> yeah, um, went for afternoon tea. Even <laughs> as chandeliers came out of my mouth, I thought, "Fuck!" Admittedly, I thought it was going to be Laura that picked up on it, but yeah. So anyway, went for afternoon tea. Did you say scones or scones? I said chandeliers. Because <laughs> she said, forget, oh, okay. these, forget these scone scones. I want to see the chandeliers. Yeah. <laughs> Show me the chandeliers. <laughs> I will just swing. Eat. One would like to swing from them and try and make a fucking baby, please. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, when you're swinging from the chandeliers. <sighs> oh, I sounded a bit pissed then. Um, but that's cool because all posh people sound cool when they're Yeah. And I think it's, again, I think we feel uncomfortable talking about uncomfortable conversations but I also think that people they don't get it they don't get it they think like you lost cells and therefore move on well yeah maybe it was you know a six-week loss is a you know smaller than a fingernail that's true but that's not the point we are losing an imagined family member we are losing a future that we are holding on to tightly yeah and so i you know what i mean so i think people minimize the experience because like you said earlier they haven't met this this potential person yeah but I think by talking about it and writing about it and opening up, like we all have, people come forward, people come out of the woodwork, don't they? And all of a sudden you hear people saying, that happened to me too. And so it can create like a bit of a wall between your nearest and dearest, but you can get friendships and relationships from other people who you would otherwise not have spoken to about it. And that's that's pretty nice that is wonderful that's something to take isn't it Mm. it's incredible I mean that that's how I feel about having created the I had a miscarriage campaign and my Instagram page I mean I feel like I know some of these people so well and I've never spoken to them by phone I've never met them in person but there's such a depth to the connection because of how raw and real we've been 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. It creates yeah. a bond that, like Laura and I often say, we're so different, but we have this kind of shared passion in the fact that we want to make a difference within this yeah. topic that exactly. we, we get on so well because of this bond that actually not many other people have or, or is amazing to uncover when you start talking about, about things openly. Is that scary, having your your little <laughs> potential babies moved yeah. somewhere else? Ooh. It's really weird because yeah. they say you can go and get them and take them yourself or you can get like a courier. That There mm. are special couriers that move embryos, which is Oh my is goodness, really what weird. a job. Because we just, we thought at one point, yeah, just imagine carrying them across London. Yeah, just like carrying your embryos on the tube would have just... It's a bit like, you know, when the royal family can't all fly in the same plane. You yeah. sort of feel a bit like that. Like, like split it's a whole new, uh, whole new yeah. take onto the whole baby on board stickers. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think, I never watch any of your stuff and think, oh, they're just, I just think you're just two people who have been through incredibly painful, difficult things. And you're going, look, guys, we've still got to live a life. Yeah. You know, we've still got to try and navigate this. I'm really glad that you finished that sentence because you started it by saying, I've never watched any of your stuff. And I was like... <laughs> In fact, I don't even know who you are. Ow. I mean, I'm calling you bloody Laura when your name says Bex. Yeah, anyway, Laura, was, I cut you off with what you drank was... last night. What did you drink? Oh, uh, Prosecco, followed by lager quite a lot. Almost the whole crate lager. of Corona. Ended up on the gym. Corona? Dangerous. And at one point, I had an Archer's. <laughs> and then did you try your first cigarette holy shit oh, I'm I was so close it. to having a fag last night <laughs> I haven't smoked for almost three years and I was so close last night do you night. reckon you'd have white eaten if you'd have had one probably yeah and I probably would have smoked 20 fags today if I'd have had one yesterday you'd have just got up oh and thought, no it, really I can't, like, if I start smoking on a night out, that's it. I'll smoke the whole night out. But the next day, no. I've never tried a drag of a cigarette in my life. Can you believe it? Shut up. Never, ever. Good for you. I mean, don't do it now. There's no, literally Never even tried it. I just have never, like, been, there's never been any part of me that's thought, oh, I wonder Mm. what that's like. It's pretty disgusting. Are you strictly class A's then? Class A's. Strictly class A's. I don't even dabble in cannabis. I'm I'm straight into the hard stuff. Heroin the lot. Yeah. Oh, why, why are we all wiping our noses then? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> Maybe talk of cocaine makes you go, oh God, am I? What? Am I? Yeah. Oh dear. Right. How did we get here? Don't know. Well, I didn't Laura, do any drugs last night. Laura telling us that she was that she's hanging out of her ass. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, people this is not going live today, but today was the day for anyone listening that New Zealand announced that people will get three days paid leave bereavement leave after a miscarriage that's pretty amazing we thought that shows that things are happening how much do we love her now i know right right i think she's so cool i wrote on someone that turned in the post of hers earlier and i was like yeah she could guys if you're done with her can you just send her over? Because she is awesome. I reckon yeah. she just thought shit out over here. Yeah. Like. Can you imagine, like, the difference between her and Bojo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like polar opposite. Polar opposite. <laughs> I know, I know. She'd never get stuck on a zip line or, or rugby tackle a child to the ground. <laughs> 
I love how you're picking up on his finest moments. But yeah, I, that that news today, it was one of the first things when I looked at my news app this morning and that came up and I was just like, that is progress. And the start I, of things, isn't it? it? And it is, and it is small steps like that, whether it's on our continent or not, it 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 will all contribute towards an evolution of how how things like loss are treated yeah. and, and managed and um and what level of support there is for people and you know it, it's going in the right direction mm. and I think that is down to people being more open and honest about mm. how it really feels to go through something like that rather than yeah. just pretending it's okay well I, th- I think the overriding fact is the same for most things in life don't be a twat <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't be a dick about yeah. things. Yeah. All right, guys. Anyway. Well, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Bye. Ciao, ciao, ciao. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. And please, please, when you have a second, rate us, review us, and share us. And let's get this taboo smashed. See you next week. Bye.